From the Diocese of Gallup, welcome to Crozier Cast. I'm Director of Communication Susan Hammonds, and as always with me is your host, Bishop James Wall. Bishop Wall, how are you today? I'm doing great, Suzanne. How are you doing? Good. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since we had a podcast, but that's okay because it's been uh, pretty busy. And one of the things that um, has been kind of keeping, well, mostly you busy, is the you have announced that in our diocese, the Order of the Sacraments will be revised. It will. So can you walk us through what that means exactly? Sure. So we we call it, refer to it as a restored order of the sacraments of initiation. The sacraments of initiation are obviously baptism. That's the, that opens us to the, the, the life of grace. And that's the first sacrament that everybody receives. And then the second sacrament would be the sacrament of confirmation. We're, we're sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Baptism and confirmation are, are closely linked to one another. So it does make sense that they, they follow one another. And then the third would be uh, Holy Communion. And when we first receive it, we f- receive it as First Holy Communion. And so that is the what we refer to as the, the, the sacraments in their restored order, the, the initial order. So there's a number of dioceses that have done this around the country. When I was a priest of Phoenix, we did that, and I, I assisted Bishop Olmsted in uh, conferring the sacraments, and so I would go around and, and confer the sacrament of initiation on everyone. Um, but here in our diocese, the, the age has been uh, 16, you know, mostly we look at when somebody hits high school. And, um, and so I, I see that as delaying the sacrament, and if we, you know, if a sacrament gives us grace, and one of the effects of the sacrament of confirmation is it strengthens us, then personally I don't see any need to delay that. So that's, uh, that's, that's kind of us in a nutshell. That's our sacraments in a nutshell. And you, it talks a lot about, uh, or the church talks a lot about the age of reason, right? So the, the sacraments should be conferred once the person has the age of reason. So what does that mean exactly? So that's generally around eight years old seven, eight years old, and, um, and the, the, the church even refers to that, that that's when the sacrament can be conferred. That's also when the sacrament of, of uh, First Holy Communion is conferred on someone. So that's generally around the age of reason. Now, interestingly enough, if somebody were to re- be baptized at the age of reason or later, there's no reason to delay the sacraments, the other two sacraments, and as many people might see at the at the Easter Vigil, uh, that's the order they receive the sacraments. We don't do baptism, then give them First Communion, then confirm them. It's We do it in that proper order, baptism, confirmation, then they receive First Holy Communion, all within the, uh, the Easter Vigil, celebration, the sacrifice, and the Mass. Yeah. So why was it, um, how long had the church done this, had this where it goes, you know, these sacraments are conferred at the age of reason? Was it quite for most of the history of the church? It is. It's a very, very long history of the church that we've had it uh, in that order. And what happened was Pope, Pope St. Pius X, who you know, a lot of times you'll see images of him with the Eucharist, and he's associated with the Eucharist and his love for the Eucharist. And he believed that the age of reception of Holy Communion, and, I, and off the top of my head I think it was around 12 or 14, he believed that that was too late. And so he... Uh, reduce the age down to the age of reason of receiving Holy Communion. But in doing that, they left uh, confirmation 
kind of, you might uh, use a Catholic term, kind of left it in limbo. Yeah. And so when the question went to, uh, to um, Rome, uh, the response was, you know, what, what is the age of, of to receive the sacraments? The response essentially came back, well, from the age of reason to 18, mm. which is, you know, about as clear as mud. And and so um, it, it kind of, you'd see all kinds of different things in different dioceses. And the majority of places you would see probably fifth grade. And when I was supposed to be confirmed, it was fifth grade. And the year before I was supposed to be confirmed, they moved it up to high school in the Diocese of Phoenix. Uh, some places will do it eighth grade, and some places will do it in um, in high school, hmm. you know, age sixteen or seventeen, sophomore, junior in high school, and so that's that's kind of where the um, they they left the sacrament very wide open. So a number of years ago, uh, some of the dioceses started to revisit that. I know dioceses here in the U.S. I know there are other dioceses too outside the U.S., but some of the dioceses started to revisit that and look at the question of what we refer to as the restored order. We're restoring that original order. Baptism, confirmation, First Holy Communion. And um, it seems to be picking up speed. I know that we were we are the 13th diocese to do that. The last diocese before us was Springfield in Illinois. But we're the 13th diocese to do that. And there's a number of dioceses. I know I was, I was connected with Phoenix that did it. I know Fargo, North Dakota did it. Um, I know that Denver has recently done it, uh, the Archdiocese, and uh, I think there's a number of reasons why we do it. You know, our young people are, are living in a world that's just becoming more and more secular, but also in the social media and the, the age of internet, you know, they're being exposed to things which they shouldn't be exposed at a much younger age. You know, you hear, you hear these 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 startling statistics about when the first time a young boy, a young girl was exposed to pornography, and you know, sometimes it's, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, and it might be on purpose or it might be accidental or whatever the, the case might be. And so if we look at one of the effects of the sacrament of confirmation, one is that it strengthens us and it, and it helps us, that grace helps us to avoid temptation. And so sometimes if we wait until junior high school or high school, um, it's it's a little too late. So my thinking is, let's give them the sacrament when they can receive the sacrament, so they can receive the necessary grace, they can cooperate with it. It's not some magic pill, but they can cooperate with that grace. And then hopefully they can really live out their faith, and and they can battle against uh, temptation, and they can live a chaste life, and they can live uh, the life that they're called to live, which is a, a call, uh, living a life according to their baptism. And I guess a lot of that goes along with uh, to um, the home. So do you have any advice for parents now um, to help prepare their children at a younger age to receive confirmation? Sure. One of the things we're going to uh, emphasize is whole family catechesis. And, um, you know, I don't think it's good enough to drop your children off for religious babysitting. And, you know, I don't say that in a flippant way, but I, I, I mean, sometimes that's kind of the, the approach to it. But if parents, when they baptize, have a child baptized, and we say this in the right, we say that you're the primary educators in the ways of the faith. And if you're making sure that your child receives a sacrament and knows his or her faith, well, even more importantly, the parent 
must know the faith and know it better than the child so that they can reinforce that at home. And also they can, they can teach their child the faith. Sometimes that's a little daunting for, for parents. So they, they might feel a little overwhelmed or they might not feel like they're equipped. So to do a whole family catechesis where you have days where you're catechizing parents uh, on their faith so they can understand their faith better that makes it easier for them to pass along the faith and and to fulfill that duty as a, as the primary educators in the way of the faith and um, of course this is something that's going to be you know it's not immediate into effect so there's going to be a bit of a rollout over a couple of years correct it is we're going to do a step down process so our larger parishes like next year, they'll probably drop down to eighth grade, and probably the year after that, down to fifth grade, and then to fourth grade, and then we'll we'll have it at, at third grade. So it's going to be a three-year step-down process, where that that age is is uh, moving down. Uh, some parishes that are smaller, they'll probably if they if they want to, they could do that all at once. Um, so that's that's an option that they have. Obviously, we want to teach age-appropriate. Uh, catechesis we want to know the age that we're teaching because in teaching the sacraments and teaching the faith to a third grader as opposed to a tenth grader you know uh, we don't dumb it down at all but we want to make sure that we're, we're passing along the information in an age-appropriate manner so some like I said some will go be able to go uh, faster than others and some won't and and the sacrament of confirmation the one who confers the sacrament, because it's 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 closely tied to the bishop, and so the bishop, being me and in, in our diocese, I'm the one that will do that. But uh, because the numbers will increase, which is great, and I think that's another thing we want to remember, we're going to have more people receiving this necessary sacrament, as opposed to receiving baptism, maybe first communion, and then we don't, we don't receive that necessary sacrament. So the numbers will increase. So. Uh, the bishop can assign priests to assist him, and initially I'm in assigning our two vicars general, uh, Father Matthew Keller, who is our rector of our cathedral, and Father Peter Short, who is the, the pastor at St. Joseph's and Madre de Dios in uh, Winslow, and so they'll assist me in that. Yeah. Um, are there any um, any advice that you would like to give maybe to administrators or, or bishops um, or recommendations like is there a reason that you decided to take this on that maybe um, if another bishop has been thinking about it what would you say to them if you're thinking about it I would say do it you know first you want to consult we did quite a bit of consultation and uh, it was a, it was quite a period or a process that we did this consultation and so I did you know first we want to consult it and uh, but then I said if you're if you're thinking about it I would say go ahead and do it and the, the, the rationale is I think these young people need that sacrament and they need it soon. Uh, I think it's very, very, very important. And one of the other reasons we did it was there was this erroneous thinking that we would hear amongst maybe parents or high schoolers. And um, it was, well, when you were baptized as an infant, you said, you know, somebody said yes for your faith. And now you're saying yes for your faith. Well, that's, that's not true. Um, the sacrament of baptism, when you're an infant, somebody can say yes for you. Your, your parents and your godparents can say yes for you. And that is a yes for you. And as you grow up, as you live out your baptismal faith and you grow in wisdom and knowledge, you're continually saying yes to that. You don't wait until you're 
16 or 17, and then you say yes to that sacrament. That's not the, that's not the mindset. You say yes to the sacrament when you receive the sacrament of penance. You say yes to the sacrament when you receive uh, your first Holy Communion. You say yes to the sacrament when you go to Mass and you participate in the Mass, and you can do that at any age. So um, we wanted to undo that, 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 that kind of that erroneous uh, teaching uh, for us. But like I said, if I, if I could um, encourage any of my bishops, I've tried it all, already, some of my <laughs> brother bishops, um, to, uh, to make that leap, a uh, leap of faith. I think it's a good thing to do. And I saw other bishops do it. And I saw the, um, how positive it was for people receiving those, those sacraments. Yeah. And uh, before we wrap up here today, I wanted to go back to something you said earlier about how um, confirmation bestows the special grace on us. And like you said, it's not a magic pill or something that all of a sudden you're a mindless robot. But could you expand on what that means a little bit? Sure. Um, so we're not just simply passive, but we cooperate with the grace that we receive. Uh, we just don't sit back and receive something and then magically it happens. But we receive grace, and when we receive grace, we participate in God's life. And when we cooperate with that grace, we can do great, and as Mother Teresa said, we can do beautiful things for the Lord. So it's a, it's a cooperation with the grace that we receive. And when I preach the sacraments, whether it's First Holy Communion or preaching um, sacrament of penance, reconciliation, or um, uh, baptism, or uh, the sacrament of, uh, of uh, confirmation, we do talk about that. We say, you know, you just, you have to cooperate with the grace. We don't remain passive, uh, but we receive the gift, and then we use the gift uh, with the intent of the giver of the gift. And who is the giver of the gift? The giver of the gift is God. And he gives it in order to strengthen us, and so we, we use it with that purpose. Yeah. Similar to what you said earlier about how uh, it's not saying yes just once, but it's a continual practice, yeah. day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like that, that erroneous thinking of that once saved, always saved. You know? Yeah. You know, each and every day of our life we've been saved, I am being saved, and I hope to be saved each and every day of our life. You know, it's, it's putting off the old man and putting on the new man, which is Christ. It's uh, turning away from any sort of sin and turning back uh, to God, having that, that, that conversion of heart. Uh, that's how we say yes to our faith each and every day of our life. That's really how we live out our baptismal call, uh, by living out our faith, cooperating with the necessary grace we receive. Awesome. Um, anything else that you would like to add, or you know, for, whether it's for... Uh, young people listening to this, parents, catechists, pastors, anybody. So if you haven't received your sacraments, get your sacraments. Um, call it, contact your local parish and, um, and, and see if they have a sacramental prep program and, um, and, and receive your sacraments. If you're not Catholic and you're hearing this, you should be Catholic. <laughs> uh, why should be Catholic? Well, you should be Catholic because 2,000 years ago, our Lord said to St. Peter, you know, or Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail. So he builds his church upon the profession of St. Peter. And then post-resurrection, he tells St. Peter, uh, feed my sheep, tend my flock, and these are the people who are entrusted to our care. And we've seen that succession of St. Peter all the way down to present day with our Holy Father, Pope Francis. And so um, our Lord established the church 2,000 years ago, 
He gave us a visible head, uh, the Pope, who is the vicar of Christ on, on earth, and he established this church. So if you're not Catholic, you should be Catholic for that reason, and that reason alone. Excellent. Well, thank you uh, once again for joining us, Bishop Wall, in the episode of Crozier Cast. Mm-hmm.